Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part five in our conversation. We hope you enjoy. I think, we, I think it would do us well to give further reflection to the purposes of the commandments. Because as you notice, today is more of a flyover. We didn't go through them one by one. But when you think about them as a whole, what's the purpose of all these? And we've talked about it today but I think we would do good by reflecting on how that's good, right? Are they here to harm us or are they here to help us? Are God's rules to cause us harm or or, or for our good? Rules, when they are instituted correctly, are put in place to help and not to harm. Rules, when they're put in place correctly, they're, they're there to help and not to harm. Rules are in place to reinforce freedom, not to bind us. And then lastly, as an apologetic, or as we look to a watching world who's not Christian, I think we need to really do some reflection on this, that that a post-Christian world, which we live in, right? All the data shows that, you know, as of 10 years ago, 75% of Americans would have said they were Christian or religious, As of today, it's less than 63%. They're saying in the next 30 years, it's gonna be less than 50%. We are growing in a post, we are in a post-Christian culture and that's not changing, right? And as a people in a post-Christian world, they need to hear that God's message is not only correct, but it's good, right? A a post-Christian world needs to hear that God's message is not only correct, but it is good. The Christian worldview around sex and marriage and the like, right? They were, all those ethics were understandable even to non-Christians a hundred years ago. If you would have talked about the Christian ethics around marriage and sex and so on, a hundred years ago, even non-church people would be like, yeah, that's pretty good. But now, nowadays, that message is not only offensive, but it's misunderstood. It's unintelligible. People don't understand It's not sometimes that they hate it. They don't even understand it, right? I talk to a guy every week and he's he's, he's admittedly opened a Bible three times in his life, right? Like people don't grow up with this stuff. We get mad sometimes about people just not understanding. We we have to recognize we live in a post-Christian world. If we want to make sense to the world around us, we need to quit assuming that the world understands our message because, listen, they don't. They don't. My non-Christian friends don't understand my faith. Right? And I find it interesting that when we explain it, we often just share the rules and we expect people to think it's good news. And then we interpret their pushback as persecution and we start feeling pretty self-righteous about ourselves. Like, oh, God said I was gonna go through it, so I just need to keep going hard at them. People are motivated by beauty. In other words, we do what we desire. Until the message of Jesus is good and beautiful, it will not move people. And the message of Jesus, I believe, is the most beautiful story ever told. And what, it, what is even more amazing about it is that it's true. That 
God would love you and me and try to reconcile all of our brokenness into something beautiful and good. That in the face of power, Jesus denied himself to to serve and love people that didn't deserve it. It's an amazing, amazing love story. If you don't know it or don't, like, don't, just read the Gospels. Read, read what Jesus, how Jesus treats people. And it's unbelievable. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. that you're not just true, you're good. That it's not just that it's right, it's beautiful. Instead of, you know, talking about it out of duty or fear, like, man, it's a beautiful story. Like when we talk about it, we're giving people a gift. Because everybody wants to be loved. Everybody wants to feel safe. Everybody wants to belong. And God, ultimately, that's what you welcome us towards. That's the point. All the rules, all this stuff, it's aimed at our joy. It's aimed at our flourishing. You love us broken people. That's so amazing. What a beautiful story. So if anything else, I pray that, Lord, we would, we would see, we'd be reminded of just not, your, not just your rightness, but your goodness. Grace is goodness towards those that only deserve punishment. And God, if we examine our lives, we see that, man, you know, we've, we've been given more than we deserve. That's grace. And when we see that truly, It gives us fuel to be gracious to one another. Because if we can can tolerate looking in the mirror and seeing all of our flaws and knowing that we're still loved, that should be fuel. That man, I can love somebody else that's flawed. Maybe there's people that have hurt me. Maybe there's people that have said disappointing things to me. But you know what? I've done the same thing. And God still pursues us. And that is fuel to pursue one another. We thank you, Father. We praise you. We thank you that your rules are for our good. That your rules are for our flourishing. Amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back soon with a new conversation. We'll see you then.